Hello, welcome to the AC Visions Family Talk Podcast. I'm your host, AC. Here is where we discuss all things faith and family. I share real life stories of home life as a wife, a mother of five, home educator, and all the learning curves my family and I are journeying through. As you can imagine, we're in a busy season and I got a lot to share. The goal? Getting back to the basics of raising strong families. Let's talk about it. Hello, hello. Welcome to episode six entitled The Disconnect in Relationships. We all have relationships in our lives that aren't as close as what we would like them to be. Maybe you've burned a bridge and haven't figured out how to repair the damage of a broken relationship. Perhaps there's an in-law situation that has made it difficult to have a positive relationship with a blood relative. Or, here's my favorite, everyone around you has distanced themselves from you and you have no clue why. Today, I want to talk about how the level of transparency in a relationship is a healthy indicator for the connections we have with people. Before we jump into that segment of the podcast, let's jump into some AC Pearls. First Peter 3, 8 through 12. I'm reading from the New American Standard Bible. To sum up, all of you be harmonious, sympathetic, loving, compassionate, and humble, not returning evil for evil or insult for insult, but giving a blessing instead. For you were called for the very purpose that you would inherit a blessing. For the one who desires life to love and see good days must keep his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit. He must turn away from evil and do good. He must speak peace and pursue it for the eyes of the Lord are toward the righteous and his ears attend to their prayers. But the face of the Lord is against evildoers. When I read my Bible, I am always looking for the application. How can I take what I'm reading and apply it in such a way that I'm walking more in line with God's character and design for interpersonal relationships? First Peter chapter three to me, reads very much like a marital counseling session. The beginning of the chapter addresses how wives are to adorn themselves with the imperishable quality of a gentle and quiet spirit. Likewise, husbands are to live with their wives in an understanding way. A great chapter for marital counseling, right? But the benefits of adopting its counsel can, by extension, be applied to other types of relationships. By verse 8, the chapter lists some character traits for husbands and wives to adopt with the goal of inheriting a blessing. There is a blessing in store for those who exercise a spirit of harmony, uh, be sympathetic, loving, compassionate, and humble. When I look at the state of marriages and the family unit in our country today, I tend to examine where we're missing the mark of God's design for us and the consequences of knowingly or out of ignorance turning away from his instruction. By definition, ignorance is a lack of knowledge or information. Well, the opposite of a blessing is a curse. I instantly think of generational curses because it's something tangible that I'm prayerfully seeking God to break in my lifetime, starting with my marriage and my family unit. When our behaviors are bent towards disharmony, unloving, indifferent or hard-hearted and pridefulness, we're inheriting the same chaos and dysfunction from previous generations. 
No one has to tell us when something is missing in our lives, our marriages and other relationships. We inherently know when something is off, broken and not functioning as intended. We don't always know how to correct the misalignment or fix what's broken. Thankfully, God has provided all the answers we need to turn things around, starting with turning back to God's design for us as written in his word. Here's a pearl to wrap up the segment. For the one who desires life to love and see good days, it starts by making the application. The Bible says faith without works is dead. Do the work. Keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking deceit. Turn away from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. Here's one thing I know to be true about relationships. A lack of transparency between two people is the perfect breeding ground for distortion, confusion, and disconnect. By definition, transparency is the quality of allowing light to pass through so that things on the other side can be seen. It's the the quality of easily being seen. As sinful human beings, we are so good at hiding and concealing, aren't we? Transparency is low and, and almost non-existent. Then we wonder why building open and honest relationships is so difficult. For clarity... This discussion is not about people you've just met or relationships that have clearly shown to be dangerous and you've gotten all the red flags to just stay away from certain types of relationships. I'm not talking about those um, types of relationships. I'm talking about a lack of transparency in family and with the people you've known for years. Why is this important? This podcast is all about getting back to the basics of faith and family. I want to outline what that tangibly looks like and shed some light on the conversation. Let's get honest and open. Here's a challenging question I asked myself this morning. Can we reasonably expect to have healthy connections with people in our lives if we're not open and transparent? Let's make the connection. When hubby is in a mood, I can feel it. Most of the time I try to give him space and trust that he's doing the work of sorting out whatever is troubling him. And when he's ready, he'll come to me when he's ready to talk. As the day progressive, if he starts to project a mood or an attitude towards me, it's a dead giveaway that he's not dealing with what's bothering him. This is an example of um, a whole chapter I wrote about in my book, AC Pearls, Writing a Legacy. We can take the unsettled parts of what's going on internally and project them negatively on just innocent bystanders. When we're not open with ourselves and honest within the relationships that we're choosing to engage in, there's a disconnect and it is almost palpable. The elephant in the room at Christmas dinner, no one wants to talk about it or initiate conversation to try to find healthy resolution to whatever the issue is. Friendships can feel like there's a huge gorge between two people, and we fill that gorge with fake and phony behavior. Over time, it's just weird and uncomfortable. These are just a few examples of what happens when well-intended relationships um, have a lack of transparency. 
the more open and honest we are in our engagements with ourselves and our family and the people we're choosing to do life with, the more enjoyable they are. Not only that, but it enriches the relationship part of our design as human beings. We were designed to be in positive, healthy, life-giving relationships. So when we operate counter to that design, we can feel the misalignment. We sense it in our makeup. To put it plainly, it ain't natural. (laughs) It's just not supposed to be this way. So we have to do the work of connecting in an open and honest manner. It does take a level of maturity and emotional intelligence, which I don't want to be naive about. We live in a society where we aren't taught to communicate well or get in tune with what's going on on the inside so that we can properly articulate it to our loved ones and our friends who nine times out of 10 are eager and waiting to be there for us. Here's the danger. We get married. We have children and we risk passing on those same flawed behaviors and poor communication skills to our children. And we just continue that kind of cycle of dysfunction and disorder. Not only that, but our children feel it. They feel the disconnect and they kind of inherit it as normal and appropriate behavior. I'm going to outline four relationships in my life that are the most important to maintain a a healthy level of transparency. They are the basis of how I'm able to cope and be at peace with the rest of the world because let's face it, I don't always have a say in how healthy my relationships are outside of these top four. I can, however, do the work of maintaining healthy connections in my immediate relationships and prayerfully look for opportunities to break cycles of brokenness in other relationships. The top four relationships, um, I make it a point to maintain transparency and a strong connection with is with God, my creator, with myself, because I am my best friend, (laughs) my, my marriage and my children. Our relationship with God is where we, we learn the template of how to be in right relationship with ourselves and others. Talk about getting back to the basics of faith and family. It starts with God. If there is a disconnect between us and the God who created us, best believe it filters through our interactions with people. We were created to be in right relationship with God. When we're not, we can feel the disconnect and it's, it's unsettling. There's always a huge question mark in our brains. Um, We know something isn't right because we were created in the image of God as relational beings. Being out of alignment with God's design for us is evident if we're not open and honest with ourselves. If we can't have that type of transparency in our walk with God, this goes back to my original challenge question. Can we reasonably expect to have healthy connections with people? Repair the disconnect. Pray, meditate, Read your word and get back in connection with God. The second relationship that should be a top priority to maintain transparency in is with ourselves. Whether you know it or not, the type of connection we have with ourselves affects um, any and all outside relationships. We have to be a friend to and love ourselves before we can reasonably ask others to respect and love us. 
the quality of relationship we're looking for starts with God and then it comes from within. It saddens me when I witness people starving for stability in their relationships and yet they themselves are not stable. By unstable, I mean you're not doing the work to create those checks and balances in your mind, in your heart, and emotions before asking others to accept you, love you, or encourage you. Relationships are, by design, complementary in nature. We need each other. When it's off balance or one-sided, it shifts the dynamic of the relationship from symbiotic to parasitic. Unchecked insecurities are examples of instabilities. I wrote an entire chapter about it, how we treat ourselves and other people when our insecurities are mismanaged. It's hard to have meaningful and purposeful connections with people when we neglect addressing and dealing with our internal garbage. We inevitably dump on the people closest to us. Part of the disconnect with our family has a lot to do with our own, our thought lives and how we treat ourselves. AC says, number 23, have a meeting with yourself. Do the work of sorting, managing, and releasing the parts of yourself that are hurting you, holding you back from meaningful relationships, and receiving that healing that, again, people are just standing by waiting to be there for you. But guess what? If they're going to be met with this outpouring and projection of what you're not dealing with, it just makes it so difficult. So have a meeting with yourself and get back connected with who you are. The third relationship that really requires transparency in order to maintain healthy and sustainable connections in other relationships is the one with our spouse. By extension, the person you are dating and thinking about marrying. Hubby will often say, I know him better than he knows himself. When we first met, I drilled him with questions. Probably wasn't the sexiest thing to do, but I was 30 and very much knew what I wanted and what I did not want in a life partner. Dating was hard for me because the way my personality set up, I want to know you before investing my time and energy into a relationship. Why? Because time is the most precious commodity in life. And at 30, I didn't want to waste any of it. I was ready to love and I was ready to receive love. Hubby would always say that I'm an open book. What you see is what you get. If you want to know something about me, all he had to do was ask. He didn't have to guess and I would always give it to him straight. I wanted him to know exactly what he was getting into. (laughs) And I wanted him to know my heart so he could make a well-informed decision whether or not he wanted to spend the rest of his life with me. We were married within three months of meeting. I knew he was the one that I can grow and mature with. Is it easy? Absolutely not. (laughs) We've been married for over 10 years and it takes work. Oh my gosh. And the work does not stop. There are times when either one of us are tempted to just check out, go passive, disengage from the work of building and growing together. Later on in marriage, we both discovered um, that at times we tend to run away from understanding ourselves better, understanding and knowing ourselves for each other. For example, if I'm, I'm knocking on 40, there are, there's something happening inside of me. <laughs> I'm not quite sure what it is, but as I get older 
and I'm understanding myself more. And it, 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 there are seasons, people. There are seasons when I don't, I don't, I don't have a, a clue of what's happening with my mind, my hormones, my, my body, and just kind of my awareness of life and the season that I'm in. But if I don't do the work of sorting what I'm wrestling with and kind of putting a name to the chaos and what I'm wrestling with, there is no way that I would, I, that I, that I could tell him that I can articulate to him what's going on if I don't do the work of figuring out for myself or at least inviting him into that process of like, hey, I'm in a mood. I don't know why. My hormones is all over the place. Life just doesn't make sense. And it's like I got two options. I can figure it out, take a pause, you know, distance myself and just kind of give him that space so I'm not projecting my mood and confusion and and just crabbiness on him or I can just invite him in and just kind of let him know I haven't figured it out yet I'm still wrestling through it be patient with me I might bite you (laughs) I might bite your head off and not in a very you know pleasing way but I'm wrestling with something and I need time and that kind of gives our loved ones the opportunity to number one, know that they haven't done anything to us. They're not the cause or they're not, they haven't done anything. We're just wrestling with something on the inside and we get to invite them in and kind of grow together and figure this thing out together. That's transparency. This goes back to the importance of knowing yourself. We can't grow together as a team if we don't understand our teammates. We can't teach our teammates how to love and treat us the way we know God has uniquely wired us if we don't know it for ourselves. It becomes a guessing and a trial and error game when there is low transparency in our marriage. Hubby can't get through and learn to love me more deeply if I have walls up and constantly on guard like he's the enemy. And guess what? Guess who can sense a disconnect and are constantly watching us? Our children. We are parents. As parents, we're creating um, a live action template on what acceptable behavior looks like um, between two people when they say they love each other and they care for each other. If there's a distortion and a lack of transparency in how mommy and daddy communicate and treat each other, it will most likely negatively impact how they love and receive love. Our relationship with our children is my favorite relationship to prioritize transparency. Hubby and I's relationship with our adult son is a, is a sweet reminder of the power of how being honest and open with our children kind of comes to fruition when they're older. They are our future. We can't reasonably expect them to carry on positive and constructive home values and all that training we're instilling in them if we're not transparent. That do as I say and not as I do type of parenting is beyond ineffective, okay? And I'm not talking about perfection, y'all. I'm talking about setting the standard for them to model after to the best of your ability. You know what I used to tell my son when he was growing up? I was a single parent, so I had obviously missed the mark when it came to modeling healthy dating and starting a family, all that. I let him know that mommy was not perfect and that I did things backwards and out of ignorance. I explained to him I didn't want that for him. God doesn't want that for his life. And 
why it was so important to follow God's example for love and relationship and not the example that mommy had set for him out of ignorance. Now, the beauty of that is he got to be a real life witness of God's redemption for my life. He got to see me struggling as a single parent. And I met my husband out when I was 30. Micaiah was 10 years old and he got to see this backwards kind of example that I set for him blossom into God's beautiful design for love and relationships and marriage. And just this past Easter Sunday, 2023, we celebrated our 10th wedding anniversary. My husband and I did not have a wedding when we first got married. So we decided to have a ceremony to renew our vows at the 10th, the 10th year mark. And my son, who is soon to be 20, got to see his mother walk down the aisle, <laughs> get married and renew her vows. And it was just it was just so beautiful for him to see that. I feel like it, the the whole example that I goofed up on in the beginning came full circle and he got to witness this is what it's like. This is what it should be. And you got to see that. And I hope he remembers it. But early on, when we had those conversations about how mommy got married at 19 and this is what happened to that relationship, I was ignorantly just... I just had a laughable view of relationships at 19 and I had a lot of learning to do. When we had those types of conversations, it left no room in his mind to view me as a hypocrite that, that did all the things that I was telling him not to do. And yet I didn't do myself instead through my transparency with him about my life's experiences and some of the decisions that I made, it better informed and prepared him for the dating world. He knows to look at the heart of a person rather than make decisions based on outward appearance, just like our father in heaven teaches us. Now, I'm not talking about making your children your best friend and sharing every little detail about your life with them. There's a difference between being open and honest and available to teach and prepare your children for the world and just simply having no filter. (laughs) There is no need to divulge all the sloppy details of your life because we've all, we've all had some, we're, we're all a work in progress. I get that. But give your children what they need and are asking for. They just want to know and understand us as parents so they know and understand themselves and the world around them. It affects children when they're not in tune with their parents. They respect and love us more when we're open and ready to give them whatever they need on their journey in life and know we're invested. And no matter what kind of light it paints us in, we're not perfect and we're not trying to be perfect. We just want to be transparent. Pineapple. We're just trying to be transparent and open and prepare them just to do things a little bit better than what we did when we were younger. Here's an AC Pearl to wrap up the segment. Just like I've highlighted the top four relationships in my life that are the most important to maintain transparency, I want to encourage you to do the same. Be open and honest Most likely, if the state of your relationships are a hot, stinking mess, it's going to take some serious work and perhaps a big slice of humble pie. (laughs) Have faith. 
Like I mentioned earlier in the podcast, nine times out of 10, people are waiting and willing to work out whatever the disconnect is. Start with God, have a meeting with yourself and invite your loved ones into the process. Use transparency as a healthy gauge for making more meaningful and life-giving connections. Okay, it's time for the Q&A section of the podcast. As a reminder, if you'd like to submit your questions, please go to my website, www.acsvisions.com. At the bottom of the screen, you'll see a link to the ACV family email. Question number one, do you have a publicist? Thank you so much to all the folks who have reached out to offer their amazing talents and services. No, I don't have a publicist officially, but I have an amazing team of people who have helped me as a self-published author build something organic and from the ground up. We have an amazing relationship and a work dynamic. Uh, Again, why? Because the transparency is there and it's working for us. Shout out to the team, Compass Inventor Service, nothing without the whole grind. Question number two, how do you find the inspiration for your content? My life as a wife and a mommy is the inspiration for my content. If I find myself doing more content creation than actually being engaged in the work as a wife and a mommy, my vision is blurred. Uh, The creative process is choked if I'm on the computer or social media more than being present and doing what I'm called to do at home. I try to keep it simple. Walk in the purpose I know God has for me. Capture and write about the memories along the way and the content kind of organically comes out of just living life. Again, my team has made it made it incredibly easy for me to be a mommy, be a wife, and they do all my the social media and they do all that. So I can just focus on being a mommy and uh, a wife at home. Question number three. Uh, oh, it's from my oldest daughter, Autumn. <laughs> on behalf of all my AC girls, Autumn was voted the representative speaker to ask, how can I be like you, mommy? Here's my answer, sweetie. I love you and I'm doing my best to model womanhood for you and your sisters. As much as I love that you want to be like mommy, I want you to be like how God specially designed you to be. He gave you to me as your mommy. Together, we're going to discover what makes you special, your purpose and the passions that you develop in your life over time. We're going to figure out how to navigate them and have as much fun along the journey as possible. So sweetie, I don't want you to be like me. I want you to be like you and I'm going to help you to discover that. And I love you. folks that concludes the conversation for today i trust this podcast encourages you to continue the conversation in your family circle if you'd like a transcript of this episode you can find it on my website at www.acsvisions.com click on the acv family page there you'll also see the acv family email to send in your questions for the q a segment of the podcast as a reminder episodes are published every thursday Be sure to follow me on social media platforms and sign up to be notified the moment a new episode drops. Thank you for listening to the AC Visions Family Talk Podcast. Until next time.